All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. Well, then, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dropping the Gloves with John Scott. I'm back. Back from my hiatus, my suspension. I was disbarred from the podcast for one day. Tim, why didn't you let me record last time? It's a good thing you're back after one episode, because I think if I kept going, my head would have gotten a little bigger than it already is. He's already planning an exodus. I saw him today. Well, we're sitting in my kitchen right now, and he says, I'm gone, baby. I'm not coming back. I just think I'm I'm bigger than dropping the gloves, John. I agree. I think you are. But you are my protege. I have to mold you. Maybe another year. Maybe another year. But it was a good episode. My only critique was you talked about me too much. Well, it's your show. You needed to, I think the people want to know about you. You're back. Where are you from? You didn't even say what city you were from. I did. I did say I'm from Boston. I said that. Boston, but South Boston, North Boston. You didn't really say where you played hockey, this and that, the, like more personal stuff, you know? Yeah, maybe in a, I'll get another another episode. Oh, in I'm sure day. that's what you that's what you did it for. You just <laughs> queued it up, just dangled a little carrot, just a little one, and everybody wants to leave them wanting more. What's that? That's the sign of a good showman. Leave them wanting more. So, anyways, I'm back. I'm happy to be back. It was strange listening to you on the podcast, though. I will say that. Did you have a list? Did you have like notes? I put together a couple of notes, yeah. Hmm. There's a, a few bullets of just generally where I wanted to go. But I surprised myself a little bit with some of the stuff I was remembering. And even just like, I don't know, the show's come a long way. Just from like, we used to like, you would come in like an hour's notice. We'd just like scramble on the whiteboard. What are we going to talk about? And and if we hadn't done an episode in a couple of weeks. And all of a sudden, here we are three days a week. There was literally no pressure at the beginning. And it was nice. And because I like you nailed it, I there was a good 
I'll say three months where I, I didn't want to do this. I'm like, this is terrible. Like, cause we want, I, and I'll be completely frank. I'm in like, everyone likes to make money. Everyone wants to, you know, bring home a little cheese for their work. And at first when we started doing this, I just did it for fun. I had no expectations, but then like three months went by four months, five months. I'm like, we're not like, no one's getting paid. And, and this, it has started to become a little bit of work and it's like, what's the point? And so now obviously we are making money, not a crazy amount, but enough, you know, to move the needle a little bit and it's worth it now. But like, there was a good three months where like, this is like, this is taking up a lot of my time. And my time is not that it's valuable, but it's precious. You know, time is your, your most wanted commodity. You're, you're going to die someday. And I'm not going to look back and be like, oh, you know, I went to Web Canopy Studio and didn't get paid for anything and just sat there for hours doing a podcast. You know what I mean? So now that we've gotten over that hurdle, we are uh, a business, I, I, I should say. Right, Tim? I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. What's that from? I think Jay-Z said it. One of those guys. Not a big Jay-Z follower. Um, the only song I remember from him was A Hard Knock Life. I think that's the last time yeah. I listened to a Jay-Z song. And I and I enjoyed it. It was good. But I just never hmm, – I probably heard his songs around the way. I just – like he probably collaborated with Drake or uh, – You're probably right. Nas. Yeah. I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've heard him around the way. I think it's Lil Nas. N-A-S. Lil Nas. He no, not little Nas. Nas, one of the best rappers ever. Look it up. It's, see, he's too he's too old for you. Anyways, moving on. They released all the retro jerseys. And now, do you know why they did the retro jersey this year? What was their reason for it? I don't. Do you know? No, I don't. And I'd be interested to find out what was the the idea behind it. But every NHL team released a retro jersey. Even teams that are only been in the existence for two years. So they have a retro jersey, the Vegas Golden Knights. And I, I, I'm sure the Seattle Kraken will come up with a retro jersey <laughs> yeah. this year just for fun. And I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. But it, it's tough to have a retro jersey when you've only been in existence for two years. It, you know, it doesn't quite make sense, but I get it that everyone's doing it. So there were some jerseys that were, were absolutely unbelievable. Like they knocked it out of the park and there were some that just completely missed the mark. What are your thoughts when you see a Jersey that is absolutely atrocious? It's just like the amount of people that have to like review and approve and like all the, like the yeses that has to go through to get this printed. It's like, how the heck did like dozens of people sign off on this? Because it's just not a small company. Right. So when you are, we'll, we'll say the New York Islanders and you put a fisherman on the front of your Jersey. Do you remember that one? Yeah. It looks exactly like a cold drop, first and foremost, that ho- that lozenge. Cough drop. The fisherman's friend, cough drop. It was an identical replica of that. You decide to throw that in the front of your jersey. Well, I like the, the checks and balances. Like I, I've never worked for a company, let alone a massive – how much do you think the Islanders are worth? A hundred million bucks? I don't know. 75? I don't know. A, a very big company. You think there would be a few checks and balances to be like, you know what? Let's try to maybe steer this in a different direction. Well, not only that, but I bet they hired like an agency to do all this, right? So the agency's getting together the best minds at what they do, and they probably come up with like 10 concepts for each team. And then they pitch maybe all of them, maybe six, the top five or six, 
And then of those top five or six, the team says, hey, only like one or two of these are good or maybe three of these are good. And then they go through that rounds of edits and then they bring in another higher group. And then they say, OK, what do you think of these? They pitch to the upper echelon. Yeah. And then they say, hey, this is good. This is not good. Whatever. Make more changes. And then they're going to pitch it to like the final decision maker, the Jeremy Jacobs of the team. And then say, hey, here's what we want to go with it. And he's going to say, oh, it's terrible and change it completely or do this or that. But like every like you have to get so many yeses, and then they probably have to run it by the league. Mm-hmm. And then Adidas, it was Adidas that did these jerseys. Yeah. They they get involved. It's just like I I bet it was just it's just crazy to think like after all those rounds, this was the best they could do on some of them. Well, and it's just unless the owner said, "Listen, I really like this one." That's the only yeah. way I could see some of these jerseys sneaking through because I don't know. I played for the Sabers when they came out with those terrible mustard yellow jerseys and. One of the best tweets I've ever seen in my whole life was someone tweeted out, like, here's a link to the new Sabres jersey, and you clicked on it, and then there was a picture of a turd. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like classic. It's so so simple, John. Nailed it. And it was a jersey like Steve Ott leaked it out, and it was like this big thing, and everybody thought it was going to be this epic jersey. And it was all yellow, and it was a metallic material, so it was almost shiny. I think we wore those jerseys three times that year because it was just a massive failure. So it is what it is. Like teams missed the mark, but I just don't see how you can miss it by such a large margin. Like there has to be someone to be like, you know what? This is a bad idea, like terrible. But the reason they do this, like everything else in life, is the do-re-mi. That's why they have the third jerseys. That's why they have the throwback. That's why they have the stadium series jerseys. That's why they have the the classic series jerseys. They do all these different kinds of jerseys because people love collecting jerseys. People love getting different kind of things. Or You can't just have the same jersey for 20 years. No one will keep buying jerseys. It's just, it's just not how it works. So let's, let's just start going through the list. Number one, Anaheim Ducks. Let's, let's, let's grade these. Should we go A to F or 1 to 10? I like A to F. Yeah. A being the best, F being the worst. Are we allowed to do A plus, A minus? Sure. Okay. Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Um, I'm going to give this a solid B. I I love the Mighty Ducks jerseys, like the throwback from the 90s. I love that concept. I love them paying tribute to that. I don't love the execution of it. I think they could have done better. This weird kind of like hybrid cartoon looking thing. It's, it's not very clean to me. Um, I like the idea. I like the, the throwback tribute to those those old jerseys, but I don't think it's – I think it's poor execution. I'll give it a B. Maybe a B minus. I'll give it a B. I'm right there with you. The, I don't like the the stripes on the sides, the black stripes. I wish they would have gone straight across, vertical. The only thing I don't understand is if this duck is jumping out of the water or is it jumping out of the ice? What What is happening? Because it looks like water, but then there's chunks of ice around the duck. So I don't understand. You don't get it, John? You don't well, get it? I'm just – that's the only thing I can't wrap my head around is – what is happening? I like the shoulder patches. I like the throwback. I think it's a good a good beginning. We'll give it a B. Let's move on to the Arizona Coyotes. I'll start with this. It's a, it's a solid F for the Arizona Coyotes. I hate this jersey. Oh, my God. No, John. I can't stand it. I don't know why they went with blue. That's never been a part of their color palette. I don't understand it. I don't like it. I don't even like the gecko on the shoulder. Everything about it screams, this is terrible. Um, the desert 
like landscape on the bottom, the cactus. I don't like the coyote logo. I just don't like it. This is my favorite one, John. This is my number one. This is your number one. This is an, uh, yeah, I think so. This is an A for me. I love the purple color. I love the logo, the throwback. Is it purple there. or blue? It's purple. I am so colorblind. It's crazy. Yeah, it's purple. Okay. So that is part. That was part of the color scheme at one point. When? Around this time. When? They, what, what's this jersey? What's that mascot called? The the stupid coyote. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I, I love this one. I think the the color, the deep purple, is so cool. I, I like the desert landscape. It's clean. Uh, I like it. Uh, this is an A for me. I'm. This is. I'm opposite. That is unbelievable that we can just differ that much. That's what makes our podcast the best. Okay, the Boston Bruins. Key, you know, you don't mess with something that's already one of the best jerseys in the league. I like what they have done here. I wish they maybe would have gone outside the box a little bit. I would have liked to see the bear maybe being on the front of the jersey. Yeah. I, I don't know because that's such an like, – like the Bruin, I think that would be cool. But I don't know. I'm going to give this a B-. minus. I don't think they try too hard. It's a good-looking jersey. I, I, it doesn't move the needle for me in excitement. I see it. I'm like, oh, there's the Bruins crest, and it's kind of a little different stripe pattern. So nothing too crazy. They went very safe here. It's very safe. It's very boring. I mean, I'm not. I'm not, it's not ugly. It's a nice looking jersey. I'm not excited by it either. I'll give it a C minus. Wow, a C minus for say. I like that. Okay, the Sabers. So they have the crossed Sabers. They go. They went with the white. I'm gonna give this a C. I like the crossed sabers. I like that. I don't like the buffalo written on the bottom. I don't either. I think that's just – it takes away from the jersey. I don't understand it. If they would have gotten rid of that, I would have gave it a B plus. Having that across the bottom, it's like, what? why? I don't get it. So, I don't know. I like the logo itself. I think that's kind of cool. But get rid of that buffalo on the bottom. It just is distracting. Yeah, I like this one too. I do like the Sabres, and I agree. The Buffalo across the bottom is kind of strange placement. And so it's also like drawing attention. Like, well, I don't want to look at your groin area to, to read that, you know? Um, but I do like the white. I do like the Sabre. Um, I like the, the Buffalo on the shoulders. I'll give this uh, a B. Oh, okay. Okay. The Calgary Flames. <clears throat> Go ahead. You, 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 you take this one. You, you lead us off. I I feel like I'm a little out of the loop. Is this like an old jersey reference that they're repurposing or something? Like I don't recognize that logo. They had this in the '90s. This okay. was a jersey like a Ginla wore it. it. It was popular for a few years. Uh, yeah, I'm not crazy about it. It kind of almost looks like, with, I mean, minus the flames and everything, it looks like the old uh, Canucks jerseys too, the red, black, and yellow ones. Um, I'm not crazy about it. I'll, I'll give it a C plus. You're good, great, like. Your grading is so strange. You're not crazy about this, and you give it a C plus. You like the Bruins, but they played it safe, and you gave it a C minus. I have higher expectations for them. All right. So that if you're a teacher, that doesn't that's not how it works. <laughs> so you have to be just non biased for everybody. You can't have favorites or expect more from a student, and then give them a worse grade. Should have did better. I know you can do better. You get a worse grade. You're stupid. You did kind of good. I'm going to give you a good grade. It's not how it works. Unbiased. That's probably how it works right now, these days. Maybe, these kids. No. How it works nowadays is the teacher's scared to give a kid a bad grade or else the parents will get mad at the teacher and they'll get them fired. That's how it works these days. I'm going to give this a D-. minus. I don't like the horse. I don't like the flames. It's very demonic. It's just, 
I, and for some reason, I don't like the angled stripes. I don't know what it is. It, it's I don't like it. I, I don't like D minus better than Arizona, but only by a fraction. Oh, oh. by a fraction for me. Arizona's okay. light years better. The Carolina Hurricanes. I'm going to give this one an A. I love it, and this is this is where these retro jerseys they nail it because for teams that have a history like this. For the Carolina Hurricanes, for the Colorado Avalanche, they have a history. They have another franchise where they began, and everybody wants to see that. You know, they have ties. They have emotional ties to that team, and it just works. The Hartford Whalers, it's a cool logo. The tail coming off of the W, it's an absolute winner. The only thing I don't like, again, is the stripes. And they're going on the angle. I don't like that part, but it is what it is. The shoulder patch is awesome with the whale. It just works. So I'm going to give this one. What did I give it? An A? You did, yeah. I'm going to give it an A. Uh, I'm going to give it a B. I like it for, like you said, like the throwback. I mean, this one was a little bit controversial on Twitter. Uh, people felt like they didn't do a, a, a good homage to the Whalers. One of those teams, just franchises that everyone loves. Everyone has a soft spot for um, and those jerseys were so cool. I, I don't think – I think it's a great idea, poor execution, or at least subpar execution of, of a tribute to the Whalers to me. Is it a homage or an homage? Homage. Homage? Yeah. I always thought it was homage. Whatever. Maybe in Canada. Not important. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. The lack of quality candidates for jobs is remarkable, especially with these kids going through university thinking they're the cat's meow. They think they know better than anybody. It's important to have a company to help you find that candidate. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at indeed.com slash bluewire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to indeed.com slash bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Football is back in full swing, and the Bills are seven and two. Tim, can you believe that? It's the Pats' records right now. What are they? What are they? Two and six. They are horrendous. But football is back, and you might not be at any of the games. Hopefully, not any of the Pats' games. You might bark if you see it, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this series, win this season. Excuse me, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. When I play that smoke at times, okay? It's a bad habit. Kids don't smoke, please. So, they Wait, used to during be- the, like, between periods and stuff? Uh... 
Because I used to. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Probably Sami somewhere. here with John Scott. We're at the Blackhawks convention doing a little podcast action. Savvy, thanks for stopping by. When you left, were you ready to walk away? Because you played for how many years? Uh, 17. I was. Um, you know, of course, as a player, I mean, I was probably a year before that. I could have I could have kind of retired, um, but ended up playing another year. Yeah. Figured maybe, you know, give everything I got. And the biggest thing for me, like, when a guy comes... To retirement, a player like Mike, my, my type of thing, the way I played, is you don't really lose your skating. What you, what you lose is your hands. Okay. And once your hands have to, once you start losing your hands, your feet are going to slow down because of your hands. So that's where I felt like, you know, I wasn't in the puck as good, so I slowed down my feet. Not that I was not skating as good as I was two years prior. It's just that my hands got a little sloppy, so I had to slow my feet down and. You know what happens then if you can start getting caught and get, exactly. get hit pretty good. Yeah. And I said, you know what, I've had a pretty good career. I've been, you know, pretty fortunate and I'm healthy. You know, time to, to go to something else. Did you jump right into coaching right afterwards? So how long did that take? Actually I went to the minor leagues. I went to uh, we have a Indianapolis Ice at the time. Yeah. It was our farm team in Indianapolis. Uh, so they kinda gave me a role down there to go I was there probably 10 days a month and to go down there and help some of our young players, you know, with uh, Fergie was our, our coach at the time. Um, so I went out down there and helped Fergie out and uh, try to help her kids out. And as you guys remember, in the year 2001, we weren't very good. You know, we didn't have any prospects coming and even though down in the minor leagues, the kids that we had, you know, they were okay, but no, no star players. Yeah. <clears throat> so... When I went down there, we did okay. Our team did okay uh, during the course of the season. And the following season, you know, they felt like we should bring up some of those kids, you know, because they had a pretty good year down there and see what we could do with them. And, and I kind of agreed, you know, I said, yeah, it's a good idea. I think first first and foremost, you know, they, they're going to work. There's no question about that. You know, they're going to want to be playing the NHL, so they're going to work because they work down there. I'm sure getting up here, they're going to do the same thing. So we got those kids up and... Uh, we had a no okay season, but did not make the playoffs, and um, you know that's how it started. But when they brought the kids up the, to the NHL the following year, uh, then they became like assistant coach. I was like uh, Craig Hartsburg was our, our, our head coach. Uh, we had Lauren Henning as an assistant, and Newell Brown as the other assistant that came on board. Yeah, no Brownie to be uh, to be kind of third assistant. That's yeah. how I started. Oh, very cool. So you mentioned when you were. You go on the road with the boys. How was with the no the no cell phones, the no cameras? How was the partying like back in the day compared to it is now? Because I know people are very you know cautious as they should be going out, especially with you know yeah all the Facebook and stuff. So guys are a little more protective of when 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 and where they go. What was it like back in the day? Were you a Studio Fifty Four guy? Were you in the clubs with Ronnie DeGay? And no, not really. But I was out. Okay. No secret. No, no secret about that. Here's, here's what happens in our days, and I think this convention. You know, I 
I like I like to be here this weekend. Most most of us love to be here. I adore to be here. I really do. The fact is, I get to see some of the fans that when I played that are coming back. To, there's yeah. still Blackhawk fans that are coming back to see some of us. And you know what we did after games? We end up in a bar, not too far from the arena, and our fans would be there, and we'd have beers with them, which is great. And and it was a lot of fun. So we had a, a special bond, you know, in the sense that you know we go out together and. You know, then next city we go to, they'd be there and go out again. So, but talking about fans, I got to tell you guys this story. I don't, I don't know. I don't smoke anymore. If anybody thinks I'm, so, I'm an ex-smoker, long time ago now. But when I play that smoke at times, okay, it's a bad habit. Kids don't smoke, please. So they wait used to during be, the like between periods and stuff. Uh, yeah, because I used to. That's amazing. That's fantastic. <laughs> Probably saw me somewhere. <laughs> but the, the good story about this one is we're in Minnesota. In those days, behind the benches, there were no glass, right? The fans would be sitting right there like you guys are standing behind us here. And the one guy who, who had actually seats right behind the bench was not an older guy. He was probably about late 20s, early 30s. Every time I'd come, off the, I'd come back to, to the bench... This guy would scream, I have another cigarette, Samar. <laughs> you know, and I knew not to, to talk to him because if I do, I, then he'll, I'll get, you know, he's got my attention, he'll keep doing it. Well, come back the next shift, I have another cigarette, Samar. Samar, you know, <laughs> so you know give you the bad yeah. words, whatever. So, so I said, this guy is a pain in the ass. You know, at, at sometimes I go, hey, buddy, I said, please. I said, enjoy the game. Leave me alone, please. You know, it's stupid. You know, yeah. It's stupid. Leave me alone. So now there used to be a place across the Met Center called, I remember the, the hotel, the uh, mm, right across the street anyway, right by the Marriott, next door, the, uh, it got back to me. So we had a 5 a.m. bus the next morning, okay, because we didn't charter, right? Yeah. So we had a 6.15 flight back to Chicago. So... You know, we, we didn't want to go too far from the hotel because we'll go out for a couple of beers and, and come back to the hotel, get, get a couple hours sleep. Because when we came home after a game, especially if we lost, we practiced the next morning coming in. So we go to rake and practice at 10.30. Which is, players are so soft now because there's rules against that and there's times where you like, <laughs> they literally have like 12 hours where you can't do anything and you're on your private jet. I wish jet they had those rules. I might have oh, played longer. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> like you talk about, like we would leave right after the game and like whatever. Oh, go ahead. So we get to the bar, the hotel bar. It's an hotel next door to Marriott. And... Would you know that this guy is at the end of the bar after Oh, fantastic. Perfect. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of wingo my way through, and I kind of, you know, I want, tough to get to the bar because it's too deep, but excuse me, excuse me. And I get like this, and the guy is standing right there, and I, I'm standing just like this. I'm kind of leaning on him, you know, and the guy he probably, he drank the whole game. Yeah. He's still drinking. So he's half, half blind, yeah. Yeah, half blind, pretty good. So I'm, you know, kind of... And I turn around, and he looks at me, he goes, oh, he went like this, right? He got, he goes, oh, my God. I said, yeah, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> so good, I said. He said, hey, let me buy your beer. Okay, I said, sounds good. Buy your, buys me a beer. And I got about three of my four teammates behind me. And I tell the guy, yeah, a couple Budweiser, thank you, thank you. So I said, yeah, keep it on the check, you know, no problem. So he's so hammered that we were there for, like, about three hours, and... 
we kind of talked, we made up, you know, it was great, you know, and he became like my, like my friend. But the problem is that he didn't know until I saw him the next time, he had a bill for about $400. <laughs> uh, so I told him, he says, the next time we play him, he says, yeah, you got me really, really good. You know? Oh, that's so good. I thought you were going to ask him for a cigarette at the bar or something. <laughs> but, you know, after that, we, after the game, he says, where are we going? I says, we'll meet you. Over, I'll meet you over there. I'd go out with the guy afterwards. So that's kind of, even he was a Minnesota fan. I made him become a Blackhawk fan, believe it or not. That's yeah. nice. That's you can't do that do. nowadays. It's impossible. No, you can't. It stinks. And I get it. It's okay. It, 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 yeah, it is. It does. It does for the players. It does for the fans. But, you know, the way social media is, the way the, the world works today. It's, it's brutal. It's tough, yeah. I know, because even, like, were you, could you walk down the street in a road city and be recognized? Because you were the best player for years. And, like, is it the same treatment that, like, Crosby would get walking down the street in a Canadian city? or? Uh, no, I don't think so. We were recognized somewhat, but not like today. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's no question it's way, way more today. I mean... The odd time we, we would get recognized, you know, depending what city you go into. Uh, but now hockey, you know, let's face it, it's really, it's been popular for a long time, but I think it's at the best it's ever been. Yeah, it's and, fun to watch the game. Yeah. So what do you, what are your days like now? What do you do now that you're retired? I hang around with years? John Scott for an hour. Yeah, this is the best day of your life. That's, I know, I know, sorry. <laughs> it's the best. But, like, come on, you're, you're an ambassador for yeah. the Hawks. So... We do a lot of sponsor uh, meet and greet at game, on game nights. You know, I'm, I'm almost at, at every game. Um, summer times, you know, we'll dig. Sometimes we'll go with a sponsor, play golf. Okay. Um, I don't really work too hard. And is that a, an event where you just go and get like... Because I've seen you guys in action as the ambassadors. And do you just get buckled every game and schmooze with the... Yeah, it's, it's you know I have a couple beers and have fun and no I don't drink when I go to the games. Okay, oh okay, that's a good idea. I, no, I don't. You know, yeah, it's kind of working, but yeah, I hang around with Bobby. Oh, what else you want to do? Well, that's what I saw Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> whatever Bobby says, you go yes, sir. <laughs> and Bobby's a fan. He loves to watch his team. You know our team, and he goes, and every time he's, there's a play, you know that the guy makes a mistake, you know he'll just go, whoa, what was that? You know what it is. <laughs> so, but uh, Bobby's is. Uh, I, I tell you what, he's he's still loved very, very much. I don't care if I played or Chris played or down the road, obviously, Kaner and Taser and those guys become, you know, icons in, in, in this town for sure. But Bobby Hall is the icon in this town yeah. for hockey. He's, people love him, and he's so good to people. Uh, I, I, honestly, all the times I've been there uh, in the suite with him, I don't think I've ever seen him say no once to anybody. Even the suite next door to us. You know, sometimes people, are, you know, they'll come in and ask for Bobby for autographs. And, and then Bobby said, Denny, you too. I said, okay, Bobby, whatever you say. So the question I always ask the skill guys is, have you ever been in a fight? NHL fight. All right. I've been a few of them. Okay. And I did pretty good. I'm oh, wow. I'm a lefty, just so you know. So Which is, the only time I got knocked out was by a lefty. I had no idea he was a lefty. So that is... You got knocked out? Yeah, little lefty. I had no idea. How about idea. the next fight? How did the guy do? Not good. Got, yeah. So I knew he was a lefty. <laughs> yeah. Once you know that, it's easy. Okay, let's hear about your fight. So the ones... I'll talk about the ones I won. The know? good ones. Yeah, the good ones. So one of them was against Mark Howe. You know, great, yeah. great player. Yeah. He was playing for the Flyers. And he speared me in the gut, you know. <laughs> and 
whacked me behind the leg, and I turned around, I go, this is Mark Howell whacking me and spearing me. I go, this can't, this can't happen. You know, if it's John Scott, I turn around, I go back to the bench, I go change. <laughs> but Mark Howell, I said, no. And here's what happened. So we got, in the, we got in the fight, and I give him an uppercut, and I still got, I still got the scar. It's tough to see, Okay. right over here. It sucks in there, yeah. So I had his tooth. No in, way. Stuck in my, in this area right here. I get in the penalty box. You don't know. I mean, you know better than I do. When you fight adrenaline, you don't yep. even know. And all of a sudden, I go, ooh, what is that? <laughs> so I take it out. And I didn't know better, but I told the trainer, I said, his tooth was in there. Well, it's not good. You would have to go get a shot. Get a tetanus shot, yeah. yeah. Who knows where he's been. So, <laughs> thank God he was okay then. I'm still around. So that was one of the fights. You know, I obviously knocked his teeth out. And I remember that I got my arm become infected. Even No though, way. Yeah. And what I was most disappointing after that fight, you know, I had to be in the hospital. I went to the hospital. I was in there for three days. And we were going to Montreal for the Canadians, which is back home. And I was not able to play and go to that game. So I was kind of disappointed. That was my one fight. Uh, I, won't, I won't talk about Dino Cicerelli no, because he, he kicked my ass. Well, let's talk about how did that fight start? <laughs> did he jump you or how does that? What, what did you do to get him to? Well, you know, he's... Dino were kind of the same size, but I'll tell you what, of all the guys that, that grabbed onto me when I yeah. fought, maybe 20 times, he was very, very strong. Okay. So I, I knew I had no chance. So as you know, you have tactics to do this, you know how to do this, and, and, and when you get on the defensive, you have a problem, I think. You're in you, trouble. You, right? Yeah. I want a guy to not throw a punch. Like yeah. You're, yeah. So that's what I was trying to do. So Protect yourself. Protect myself. So that was the problem. Dale Howard in Buffalo, I was playing with the Canadians. He's then. a big guy. Yeah, that was yeah. So, something happened in the in the corner with uh, Gilbert Dion, one of my teammates, and a couple of other guys. And Dale's pushing people around. I go, Dale, please stay out of there. I mean, uh-huh. Who are you kidding? He goes, Why? You want to go? I go, Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so here we go. And I, again, I don't know how strong he is. I grab, you know, grab both of his arms. I don't know if he's a lefty or righty. So yeah. I grab both of his arms, but I can't let one go. And he hits me right here and buckles me. I mean, I buckled him. Yeah. I, I went out for like a second. He came back up, and I went nuts. Then I went on offense. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I opened them up up here before I got both this wide. So what's a better feeling, knocking some guy out or scoring a, a big goal? <laughs> No, knocking a guy out. It's so much better, right? It's so much better. Like, Especially when you're not good at it. You know oh, better. It's so good. I still love it. I, I fought all the time, but there's nothing better. Like, I scored five goals. Yeah, well. But I tell you what, it, it is like Just something. remember, MVP. Just remember uh, yeah. that. That'll stay with you the rest of your life. It's a, it, What a great story, right? You guys remember uh, watching that? I'm still melting. His wife and his kids there. Is, that was, uh, yeah. Hey. It's it was great, fun. Great story for hockey. It was really a great story. Go I ahead. know. It was pretty fun, but yeah. Anyways. It's my time. It's not your time, now. What? No, go for it. <laughs> it is your time. Jeez, Savvy, you can have as much time as you want. All right, Savvy, I'll let you get out of here. I'll do some rapid-fire questions go for on. you. Anybody have any rapid-fire questions for Savvy? You got one right behind you. What's it? So what is do it? you think you would be, like, you and your prime, do you think you'd be able to compete in today's game? Oh. I think so. Uh, I'll tell you why. I think... Because I was able to be a good skater, that would help me. And the, the rules that we have today, see, I, I know that it's, the game is still tough today. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a different era, different times. But when I played, I didn't sleep very good some nights before. We
we played. Because I knew some guys would come after me. Not a, I wasn't worried about getting a punch, but I was worried about getting stick. We got slashed so many times, so hard, cross-checked. Today, you know, they eliminate that from our game, which is, which is great, because now most of our fans will come see our best players, not only here, but in every city that they go, and vice versa for other teams. So I'd say yes, I, I think I so. I think you would do better these days, because I think back in the old days, there was... I obviously didn't play. The first line was the first line. They were great hockey players. And then there was a big fall-off after that. Nowadays, it's the first line, the second line, the third line. They're all very skilled. And I feel like you would see more. That's in my opinion, because the clutching, the grabbing, you, like your skill set is so much better suited for this, this game, this era's game. That's uh, I, my opinion. Yeah. Well, thank you. You know I, what I mean? I, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, that's a good question. It is. But, you know, I, I know that, you know, yeah. And, and Johnny's right. You know, in our days, the first line was pretty good. After that, it's starting to, even the defense, the one, two defense were pretty good. And number three, four, five, six, not very good. Today, they're all good. I mean, even your fifth and sixth guys are the great players. Well, what was even the the training before the season? Like, what did you do? Uh, Bud Light, smoke. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dust the bag off at Ride August. the bike. <laughs> See, but yeah. we, we, no, I did... You know, I'll tell you what, I, I did train. You know what I did? And some of your kids, some of the fathers, that here's what my training was. I played two hours of tennis, four or five days a week, against a friend of mine who was like an A-plus player. And at the time, I was okay. I'd still play once in a while, but not a lot, not enough. But So he was way better than I was. And the idea of that is making me run the ball, you know, get to the side, run side to side, forward, backward. So he really helped my feet. Uh, you know, we we didn't have that many, many, many rallies. But I'll tell you what, after two hours, I was exhausted. I yeah, was really I tired. So that's what I did as a workout. I mean, I didn't like to lift weights. That was not one of my things. And, um, you know, I, I, I did tennis and I ran or ride the bike and stuff like that. And, uh, you didn't skate all the time in the summer. It wasn't like a 24-7, 365-day no, hockey, star- hockey. No, we started... Uh, Three weeks before camp, yeah. we used to come here in, in Chicago. I remember uh, name of the rink down on the south side. <clears throat> Frank owned the rink at the time. I remember Frank? Uh, but uh, yeah, we skated a couple weeks before, but not skating. We scrimmage, you know, you know how that works. Yeah. Nobody. And then at the end, we do boards to boards. We yep. We do a lot of skating at the end just to try to get ourselves into game shape. But as you know, you got to play. You could practice as much as you want, but the games is were completely different. Completely different. You could bag skate all day long. It's nothing like a game, right? At all. All right, Savvy. A couple more favorite hockey moment. Well, you know the one should be winning Stanley Cup yeah. as a player, but my favorite moment is coming back here in '95. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're going to talk to me right yeah, now. That's right. Anyway, yeah. Well, you were you were coming on the list. You know. <laughs> you're number four. Um, <laughs> But coming back to the Hawks, you know, it, it was a special time for me. I'll tell you why. You know, like, of course, winning the Cup in Montreal, grew up there as a kid, and home. You know, my mom and dad were already in heaven, but my brothers were there, my family was there. Was was a pretty good thing. But all those years that I was gone, when I came back in 95 and I dressed up for practice, you know, I felt okay, I'm practicing. But the, the next day we played Detroit. I felt really good then when I put the jersey back on. That was a moment that I'll never forget. I remember that moment I put that jersey on. I didn't say nothing to anybody, but in my mind I go, 
Oh, does that feel good? That's nice. So, that's cool. That's that's a true story. Well, let's end it on that note. Savvy, appreciate it, bud. Thanks for stopping in. Johnny, thank you. Hey, pleasure. Pleasure. John Scott, thank you. Thanks so hard, everybody. Hey, he's good at it. He's good at oh, career. Stop. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind the scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks and see you next time. Oh.